we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kander Outdoors, presented by the Dallas Safari Club. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. At DSC, we work tirelessly for hunters, anglers, sports shooters, campers, hikers, and nature lovers at home and around the globe every day. Join the wild movement at biggame.org. Hey, welcome back to our camp house here at DSC's Kinder Outdoors. It blows me away. Every week we have folks downloading the show all over the globe. Cambodia, the Netherlands, Ireland, Egypt. Why would someone in Bulgaria want to know what an old West Texas redneck is up to? (laughs) It's too much fun. We're heard coast to coast and border to border on great radio stations across the United States and Canada. Podcasts just about everywhere you can download, you can get us. No matter how we met today, I sure do appreciate you being here. Thank you. Front Door to the Camp House brought to you by Fortiflora from Purina Veterinary Diets. Keep Fortiflora in the fridge if you own a dog because, hey, they're going to get into the trash. They're going to overexert. They're going to do something along the way that causes GI upset, and Fortiflora fixes that. Learn more about Fortiflora when you visit me at Kinder, K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com. Keith Combs, professional angler Keith Combs. He lives in Huntington, Texas. You can throw a rock three times and hit Sam Rayburn Lake from his house. And if you had asked me a week ago, how many tournaments has Keith won on Sam Rayburn? I would have said, boy, probably a dozen. And I would have been dead wrong. He had never won a tournament on his home lake until last week. A delayed start on Friday. Bad weather. Kept him down to 10 pounds, 15 ounces. But, hey, he led this thing wire to wire. Had a big lead. And won this three-day competition with 63 pounds, 3 ounces. To take home the trophy at the final regular season tournament of the 2021 Toyota Series Southwestern Division. Picked up a check just shy of $37,000. Congratulations, Keith. We're going to try to get him in here with us next week. A tragic note from that MLF Toyota Series event on uh, Sam Rayburn. Pete Spencer Lamons, 77 years old from Houston, was a co-angler fishing near the San Augustine Park area, and he fell overboard. The boat was not running when Pete fell in. He was an experienced co-angler. This marked the 57th career MLF tournament that he had competed in. His partner was unable to rescue him. Game wardens recovered his body. Pete is a former NFL player, played tight end for the Jets back in the late 60s, early 70s. Won the AFL championship with them in 68 and the Super Bowl in 69. Originally from Jacksonville, Texas, played ball at the University of Texas and led the Horns to a win over number one ranked Alabama in the 1965 Orange Bowl. The Bassmaster Elites are busy again this weekend. Neely Henry Lake, Gadsden, Alabama. They'll crown a champion tomorrow afternoon. Takeoffs 5.40 a.m. Central Time from the Gadsden City Boat Docks. Weigh-ins back at those same docks at 2 each afternoon. If you're in the neighborhood and want to take one in, they'd love to see you. This will only be the fourth time that Bass has visited Neely Henry for a major event, and it's the first time that the Elite Series has landed there. 
The Bassmaster Elite at Lake Champlain, originally scheduled to launch out of Burlington, Vermont, will instead move across the lake to Plattsburgh, New York. The tournament will still be held July 8th through 11th. The 2021 Elite Series will close out the season with a two-event New York swing. From Plattsburgh, the tournament trail travels to Waddington for the Bassmaster Elite on the St. Lawrence River, July 15 through 18. Boy, this is really good news. The Texas Trophy Hunters Association shows are back in person this year. COVID last year, for the first time ever, caused the cancellation of the Texas Trophy Hunters extravaganzas. The official tailgate party, the kickoff to Texas hunting seasons. People literally come from all over the world to these shows. There are three of them. One in Houston. This year it will be August 6th through the 8th. Then Fort Worth, August 13, 14, 15. And they'll wrap it up at the Freeman Coliseum Expo Hall in San Antonio, August 20, 21, 22. Put it on your calendar. We'll be telling you all about it. The Texas Trophy Hunters are back. Hey, and so is the Take 'em Fishing Challenge in Nebraska. This was a big hit last year, and it's back for the third year in a row. The state of Nebraska is challenging you to take someone fishing. It doesn't matter if they've never fished before or if they've fallen out of the habit. Take them fishing, snap a photo, and submit your story. You'll be registered to win some pretty incredible prizes, including a Bass Tracker Classic XL with a trailer. Details at kinderoutdoors.com. There's a lot of people fishing now that were not fishing just a year ago. There were 5 million new and returning anglers. Numbers are up, and that's good. Youth participation in 2020 grew 53%. 13.5 million kids went fishing in America last year. And more than 55 million of us went fishing. Calming care from the trusted name Purina settles the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper. Calming care. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Hi, this is Taylor Ramey with University of South Alabama Bass Fishing Team. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. And Brett Favre is my neighbor. <laughs> like everyone, the conservation world has been down a rough road lately. The money generated through science-based and properly regulated hunting, both here in the U.S. and abroad, is the key pillar of support for wildlife and wild places. I'm Corey Mason, Executive Director at Dallas Safari Club. Poaching, drought, and ties that would put a stop to hunting and the shooting sports, right and proper education of the next generations of outdoorsmen and women, these things don't stop because of a pandemic, and at DSC, neither do we. Many hundreds of mission-minded volunteers work without glory or headlines year-round for the DSC mission. That mission is clear-cut. True conservation work worldwide, sharing our beloved and precious heritage with all that will hear and take part, and defeating those that would rip up your Second Amendment and rights to hunt and fish. I invite you to come and join us. It all starts at biggame.org. Imagine a change in Hollywood's message. Imagine a big screen version of your life. 
telling your story as a God-fearing, red-blooded hunter. Manifesting your God-given right and skill to gather groceries in the woods and pray over them on the dinner table. Lots of folks seem to think this film is a great idea. This is Michael Waddell. I'm Toxie Hayes. Hey, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. And want to partner with you to build the first ever hunter-funded, God-glorifying movie centered around our hope, our heritage, our harvest. What this world needs is a hunter. You make this world a better place. Come on. TheHarvestMovie.com Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit JoshuaCreek.com. In Genesis chapter 9, God himself told man that if it flies, moves on the earth, or swims in the water, it is meat for us. What a gracious God we have. We celebrate that in this old camp house. Kinder Outdoors partners with the Dallas Safari Club. From the quiet solace of winter ice in rainy lake Minnesota, to the howling winds of the western peaks, the bass-laden Kissimmee chain, and New Zealand's bountiful trout streams, we fight for all wildlife and wild places at DSC. Biggame.org. Hey, the website here is kinderoutdoors.com. It's K-I-N-D-E-R, kinderoutdoors.com. Drop by anytime, leave a note on the door and a picture for the bragging board. Speaking of that bragging board, come see me and take a look at this awesome 
cutthroat trout, Kate Quack, caught it back in December. Kate is seven years old. She was fishing with her family at Pyramid Lake, Nevada, when she caught this 14-pound, 10-ounce cutthroat. That's a giant cutty and a beautiful fish for a beautiful young lady. Hey, if you're a bow hunter, you really ought to shake hands and pat backs over at the Pope and Young Club because they pioneered the way for us all across these United States when it comes to modern-day bow hunting. Let's say hello to a couple of guys from the Pope and Young Club, Jason Roosevelt and Dylan Ray. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, thanks so much for having us here. We're going to talk about Pope and Young today and... Boy, everybody hears about the record book and all the glamour that goes along with that, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. But first of all, Jason, who are Pope and Young? Who are these guys? You know, these were the original founders of modern-day bow hunting. And uh, back in, in the early days when when we were formed, we were formed for the primary purpose of helping to establish bow seasons all across the country. That's one of the things that I'd taken for granted being a 30-year bow hunter. I just had assumed they were always there. And then I learned all about the history that went into getting, you know, archery approved as as equipment available for use across the country. And, and that was what we were primarily designed for. That's what the record book was started for, is to prove this was a good way, uh, a legal, effective means of taking big game in North America. Isn't that funny? One of the, one of the original... Uh, game taker methods in North America had to be proven again uh, in front of all exactly. of these states <laughs> that this is a good and effective way uh, for to, to hunt and to provide for uh, our families. I tell you what, you guys are celebrating your 60th anniversary this year. Jason, I know you've been working really hard uh, behind the scenes uh, getting ready for the big celebration, which is coming up in mid-July uh, when you guys have convention. Uh, just in a nutshell, where can people go to learn more about that, Jason? And and uh, what are what are we going to see at convention? You know, the very best place for the most up-to-date convention information is our website, just www.pope-young.org, and we have the latest and greatest speaker list there. But we have a little bit for everybody. We have about a hundred of the top vendors in the outdoor category are coming in. See everybody from Sitka, Kuyu, you know, a lot of the big bow companies are going to be there. We're even having an indoor range for folks to try out some of the, the bows they've been hoping to see. We're going to have a top-notch trophy display. Some of the biggest animals ever taken with a bow and arrow will be on display in Reno, uh, including several new world records that this will be their first time publicly displayed. So we're excited about that. We have some show. We have we have speakers the whole week. Uh, we have Michael Waddell. We have Nick Hoffman, Remy Warren. Just a host of folks coming in to do. You know, if you want to hear them speak, if you want to learn about hunting dangerous game in Africa, if you want to learn about you know traditional archery shooting techniques, we'll have the seminar for you. And then, of course, the Open Young Convention wouldn't be complete without. You know the uh, the awards banquet on on Saturday night where we recognize those animals taken in in the last couple of years. I, I think my favorite thing it's always the the one that's got a lot of energy is I really like the auction. 
that Saturday auction is one of those that you just have to see to believe. <laughs> a lot of great opportunities and cool gear, too. I'm, I'm sure about that. Hey, Dylan, talk to me a little bit about membership uh, in Pope and Young Club and, and what some of those member benefits are. If I'm a bow hunter, a backyard target shooter, or maybe I travel the world hunting with my bow, I can benefit from my, my membership in Pope and Young, right? Yeah, absolutely, and that's where – uh, you know, membership questions is probably where the biggest uh, misconception about Pope and Young lies. You know, people think that, oh, I have to have killed a giant elk or a world record whitetail to be a member, and that's absolutely not the case. Um, you know, we want we want members from all walks of life. Like you said, if you're a backyard uh, target shooter or, you know, somebody who just gets to get out one weekend, Pope and Young is for you uh, because we want to – you know, whether you are killing world record uh, mountain goats in the backcountry or shooting whitetails in, in Arkansas, we still want to protect your rights as a bow hunter. Um, so memberships are for anybody. Um, you know, we don't want to to exclude people from, from being a member because of what you shoot or how you shoot it or why you shoot it or where you shoot it. Um, we're the voice of all bow hunters. So if you are a bow hunter, then Pope and Young is for you. And, uh, you know, we do have some, some incredible membership benefits um, like discounts on some amazing products from some of our amazing corporate partners. But also, you know, it's kind of just that staple of I'm a bow hunter and I want to continue to fight for the rights of bow hunters. And so I'm going to support uh, the organization that, that, that does fight for my rights. And so, um, yeah, I mean, membership is for everybody and for all. And uh, there are some amazing benefits that come along with it. But I would say the biggest benefit is is just continuing to protect your rights as a bow hunter. Jason, do I have to be a, a member of Pope and Young to event, attend the uh, convention uh, this coming July? You do not. You are welcome to, to pop in. We have passes available, just one day or three day passes available, or all the way up to full convention packs. And of course, we always appreciate you being a member, but no, come check us out and, uh, you know, rub shoulders with some of the bow hunting greats out there. It's It's a neat opportunity to literally sit down at the table and, and just start having a conversation with someone that, you know, maybe one of your idols, maybe somebody you've been watching on TV or reading magazine articles for 30 years. They're just so accessible at this event because it's the one that they feel at home at. It is a, a tight-knit community, and people are eager to help you. I've noticed uh, when when you or a new archer and you don't know anything and you step into that bow shop, it can be intimidating because there are hundreds of bows hanging up there. What do I do? The bow hunting community is really very friendly and a great place to meet them uh, is this July in Reno, uh, the 14th through the 17th at the Nugget Casino Report. Somebody uh, give me a, a nugget or two from the Pope and Young record books uh, that, uh, that because you guys are the official keeper of the of the bow hunting record give us give us a, a idea or two what kind of fascinating stuff you have in those record books either one of you you know there's just so much um for me i probably the nugget that that would be most meaningful to me is uh you know billy it's it's that we get new world records every year you know you always hear about the good old days you know well when grandpa was out there everybody shot big bucks <laughs> but in terms of trophy quality and in terms of literally new world records, we are seeing world records broken just about every year. So just I think that for me, that's the nugget, is how good hunting is right now. 
right now is the good old days. You bet it is, and that that is because of uh, a lot of really smart guys 100 years ago or so and some very faithful stewards of what we enjoy and do. Uh, like the Pope and Young Club. Really appreciate you guys uh, joining me, and uh, we look forward to the show. We'll have a, a link uh, at uh, kinderoutdoors.com to Pope and Young and all of the convention info uh, there, July 14th through 17th in Reno. You guys have a great convention. Thanks so much, Billy. Appreciate you having us. Hey, my pleasure. This Corner of the Camp House brought to you by Calming Care from Purina, a probiotic that actually gently, safely settles the overbarker, the overjumper calming care. I'm Chris McAfee with Skeeter Boats. When we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it on Kinder Outdoors. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall. The Dead Rabbit Lodge. (laughs) You see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Owyhee. The view from your giant western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the Dead Rabbit. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. If you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman, Kinder Outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word. At Kinder Outdoors, we reach tens of thousands of hunters, anglers, and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you. For more information, visit KinderOutdoors.com and click the Advertise button. Then view our media kit and give Audra a call. Outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now. Let us hear from you. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey... That's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. 
The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. Outdoorsmen and women, hunters, shooters, and fishers are the reason that wild creatures roam bountifully in wild places. This is where we come together to talk about it. Kinder Outdoors is partners with the Dallas Safari Club. I'm DSC Executive Director Corey Mason. Thank you for your attendance at DSC's convention and expo. Because of you, the vital conservation, education, and advocacy work of Dallas Safari Club will march on. BigGame.org. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, and this is DSC's Kinder Outdoors. Thanks for hanging out with us today. The late, great Ray Sasser, before he passed, we captured a lot of his wisdom on tape. And one especially painful piece that Ray wrote was called Hooked. Though I try to be careful unhooking fish, the inevitable happened recently when a small bass caught on a topwater plug flopped at an inopportune moment, slipping from my grasp as I was trying to secure the fish. One of the rear treble hooks on the lure penetrated the fleshy fingertip of my right ring finger, and the bass and I were hooked on the same lure. The fish then fought harder than it had fought in the water. I was holding my fishing rod in my left hand and had a pair of forceps in my right. 
my thumb and forefinger already inserted into the rings on the forceps handles. I felt like the guy in the old joke. Locked in hand-to-claw combat with a leopard in dense bush, he screamed at his buddy to shoot the leopard. When the buddy yelled back that he couldn't see to make the shot, the first guy yelled, Just shoot in here amongst us. One of us needs some relief. If I dropped the rod, it would have further impacted on my hooked finger. So I reached out with my left forearm, cradled the fish, and hugged it tightly to my chest to control the wild flopping. It was impossible to extricate myself from this self-imposed Chinese puzzle. So I yelled to my wife, who was fishing on the other side of the small lake, that I had a fish hook in me and I needed help. All I could do was hold the fish as tightly as possible while Emily covered the quarter-mile shoreline. While I was reflecting on my unlikely situation, I was relieved to notice that the fish's wild gyrations had jerked the hook through my finger, exposing the barb. Working together, Emily and I managed to free the fish and return it to the lake. Then we walked to the car to look for a multi-tool with enough leverage to cut the hook. Emily wasn't strong enough to do it, and I couldn't make it work left-handed. We were only 15 minutes from home, though, and a substantial pair of cutting pliers, so we headed that way. Emily wanted to go straight to the hospital emergency room, but it wasn't the first time I'd been hooked, and I knew it wasn't as bad as it looked. Once we got to the proper tool, it was a simple matter of cutting off the barbed end of the hook and pulling the hook out of my finger the same way it went in. Then I soaked my hand in warm, soapy water with a shot of bleach as an added disinfectant. The next move was really the worst part. I held my damaged finger in a small bowl of rubbing alcohol, mashing around in the wound to get the alcohol through the wound channel. Emily then applied two band-aids. By the next morning, the wound wasn't even sore. My tetanus shot was up to date, so I just kept an eye on the wound to make sure it was healing properly. I also made a trip to the hardware store and bought an even more substantial set of cutting pliers to carry in my tackle bag. For people who fish a lot, it's not a matter of if you have a hook mishap. It's more a matter of when it happens. If the hook is close to an eye or an artery, or you just don't feel comfortable with you or a fishing partner playing doctor, head for the nearest emergency room. Otherwise, you could probably do it yourself. Single hooks are easier than treble hooks. Go to YouTube and type in fish hook removal, and you'll find multiple videos showing how to back out a hook the classic way, using a length of fishing line to pop it out the way it went in. Veteran fishing outfitter Billy Chapman Jr. even sticks a hook in himself to demonstrate how to remove it. I don't recommend that degree of preparation, but the videos are good instructional tools for dealing with a hook in human flesh. Which reminds me of a fish hook story told me one time by an old friend of mine, Jim Kenny in Rockwall. Jim and some friends were fishing years and years ago at Lake of the Pines. They were catching fish on topwater baits, bass I'm sure, and one of Jim's companions reached back to make a long cast and hooked his fellow companion in the back of the neck with a topwater plug that had three treble hooks on it. And all three hooks were in the guy's neck. So they looked at this situation and decided they couldn't handle it themselves, cranked up the boat, headed back to the marina, tied up the boat at the marina, and were walking up to the parking lot where they could get in a car and go to the doctor's office. As they were walking up to the parking lot, they met a woman walking down the walk. And she kind of walked by them, and she did a double take, and she said, Hey, did you know you have a fish hook stuck in the back of your neck? The guy said, yeah, kind of knew that. <laughs> Whew, that's a little tough right there, isn't it? <laughs> 
after that conversation, after I heard that piece that Ray wrote and recorded with us, I had a conversation with our camp house doctor, Dr. Kennedy Legal. If you fish a lot and you've never had a fish hook past the barb embedded in your skin, you more than likely will at some point. Um, and this guy's been there and done that. Dr. Legal, what do we do? We've got a fish hook in our hand what, or in our body somewhere. What's the plan? So is the fish hook barbed or not? That's kind of the first idea to look at. If it's not barbed, simply reversing it out should cause minimal tissue issue. If it's barbed, obviously you don't want to reverse it out because that can tear it away. That's why the fish hook works on holding the fish's mouth. Uh, if you can, cut the hook pretty close to the skin and advance the hook, even though this sounds like it would hurt more, advance the hook through the skin to get the barb through, almost like an arrow going through a target. You don't want to go backwards because it would cause more damage. Right. So we're going to point, we're going to push the tip of that, uh, that hook back through the skin in a new spot and just pull it all the way on out that way. That's correct. Uh, try to keep the same trajectory that the hook has already. Uh, it's going to be more painful, obviously, but it's going to cause less pain at the end because it's not going to damage the tissue as much or the hand. Usually that hook is not very clean. There's been bait on there. There have been, there've been fish on those hooks. Uh, so what do we need to do to that wound once we get the hook out? Yeah, so general thought process on wounds obviously is the same. You want to make sure it's clean and sterile area. Uh, if you have something on the boat or, or wherever you are fishing on the side, uh, some kind of antiseptic prep or solution, betadine, something over the counters, even warm soapy water will work. Uh, some People actually consider putting it back into the salt water. That's probably an okay idea uh, as long as it's a, you know, not brackish water, not mixed salt and, and fresh. Uh, if you think of salt water, there's only certain types of bacteria. If you think of fresh water, there's certain types of bacteria. So if you're mixing the two, your bacterial count is going to go up significantly, and that's something that needs to be accounted for. Oh, very good. Never knew that. Now, I have heard, is this a wives' tale? I want to get a, a medical opinion on this. I've heard that uh, after you remove that hook from your hand, if you pee on it, urinate on it that that's okay. There is some truth to it, not always for hook injuries, but particularly with sea urchins, jellyfish, that type of stuff, those toxins are heat liable, which means the heat inactivates them. Peeing is your normal body temperature, will take away some of that sting. So if you've got nothing else on you and you're in the middle of nowhere, pee on it. You're, that's not our first option, so we should have something else, but that option exists. Yeah, your, your pee is sterile. It's clean. It's not dirty. Uh, in most cases, as long as you don't have an infection. But, yeah, that's a sterile water, essentially, and you can clean yourself with that. If that fish hook is, is in our body, not in our hand or our finger, but maybe close to an artery uh, in a buddy's neck or treble hook, somebody's got a bait with three treble hooks on it, and, man, they're latched onto a guy's neck, we really should let a doctor take care of that, shouldn't we? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, any type of arterial injury or blood area, that's not good. Uh, most... Laymen think, oh, there's a lot of blood there. There really probably is not that much, but if it's near a known artery area, like the carotid artery in the neck or, or femoral artery in the leg, yeah, you could potentially bleed out, bleed out from those. So it's important to, to recognize that. Uh, as far as treble hooks, the same idea. Cut the treble hook with some kind of sturdy pliers so you have just one hook there, and the same principle applies. There you go. Dr. Kennedy illegal. <laughs> uh, pee on it. I want you to stick around and meet this guy, Willie Adkins, Jr. He's got one of the best stories in the fishing world this spring. 
and he's going to tell that story to us when we come back from the coffee pot here at DSC's Kinder Outdoors. Glad you're here. Hey, everybody. It's professional bass angler Gerald Swindle from Hayden, Alabama. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it or I'm using the bathroom. With Kinder Outdoors. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Now, more than maybe ever, we could all use a little getaway. And the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas is the perfect spot. We are open for business and with well-thought-out precautions to help keep our guests safe. Bring the RV and enjoy our full-service hookups, complete with cable TV, ramped-up Wi-Fi, and space to spread around while enjoying a great view of Grapevine Lake. We can comfortably accommodate any size RV or motorhome with plenty of pull-through sites. The Vineyards also features spacious lakefront cabins, fully equipped with all that you and your family will need to enjoy comfort camping. Our campground store is well-stocked with everything from groceries and ice to firewood and fishing supplies. Don't forget to bring the boat! The Vineyards Campground and Cabins features a private boat ramp with plenty of parking, a private beach, kayak, bicycle and paddleboard rentals, and even a full-service laundry on-site. Come to the Vineyards! We're right in the middle of Dallas-Fort Worth, but you'll feel millions of miles away. VineyardsCampground.com You know, as bird hunters and bird dog owners, we've seen our wild bird hunting opportunities dwindle in recent years. And if you, like me, don't want to kennel your bird dog in the spring just to let him hibernate till fall, then you should take a long look at the world's largest field trial organization, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association, or Nastra. This was the very idea of Nastra's founding fathers back in the 1960s. They wanted to extend time in the field with the dogs that they loved. And it must have been a pretty good idea, because over the years, many thousands of men, women, teens, and families have enjoyed participating in Nastra field trials. All pointing breeds are welcome, and there's no need to be intimidated. Nastra sponsors over 1,000 field trials across the U.S. and Canada each year. It's at these trials where your dog can earn his Nastra championship, qualify for entry into your regional championship, and Nastra's five national championships. Take a look at our website, nstra.org, and consider visiting a local trial. We look forward to meeting you. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. 
You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com believe that a creek full of fish and woods loaded with wildlife are good for our kids. And the kids tend to agree. At Kinder Outdoors and the Dallas Safari Club, we work hard to preserve both every day. If you are one of America's new gun owners, we welcome you. Dallas Safari Club is a tremendous resource for new hunters, sports shooters, and freedom-loving Americans. BigGame.org is your first step. DSC's Kinder Outdoors salutes two men, Albert Orton from Parowan, Utah, and Centerville, Utah resident Norman Beers. They have volunteered their time and expertise for almost 60 years, teaching kids and others the rules of firearm and archery safety, among other things, outdoor-related. These men were certified just days apart in May of 1961, and both actively taught classes until 2019. Albert, Norman, hats off. Thank you. Well, let's jump on that Kinder Outdoors trot line now. Go to the great state of West Virginia. I want to visit with Willie Adkins, Jr. Willie, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure and an honor to have you with us. All right. I sure am glad uh, that you had a little time for me today because you, your story uh, is one of the best stories to come out of the fishing world uh, so far this year. Uh, congratulations, first of all. You won uh, You won fishing through the West Virginia Bass Nation. You won that big uh, Bass Nation Southeast Regional on Lake Hartwell recently. Congratulations, man. That's huge. I appreciate it. Now, you take a West Virginia boy and drop him on Lake Hartwell, uh, you know, that's blueback herring, and, and that's a that's a whole different animal, I would think, than what you're used to in West Virginia, isn't it? Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah, but one thing that those two lakes have in common in the springtime, they like to go shallow, and so does Willie. You went up and checked, and they were there. They were there. I had about uh, 57 waypoints of uh, different bass that was on the bed. <laughs> And they were still there when it was time for them to be there, and you caught enough of them to win that doggone thing. Uh, how did you catch your fish, Willie? I caught them this morning. Caught them with a lizard and a crawl. Okay. And uh, for for folks listening today that are not familiar with the fun of springtime fishing, uh, when they get up shallow like that, it can be a rodeo, can't it? It can be tough. I, I actually, the first day, I lost six keepers. Trying to catch them off the bed. They was kind of a little finicky. I couldn't get them really take the bait. No kidding. Wow. That, that'll frustrate you. You know, after that happens, you're thinking, man, it's going to be hard to win this thing losing fish like this. So I guess after day one, how did you feel about it all? Well, the first fish I caught was six pounds, so that didn't, nothing didn't hurt my feelings too bad. <laughs> no, that doesn't hurt. That doesn't hurt uh, your feelings at all uh, when uh-uh. you start out that way. Uh, 
Uh, well, it, yeah. it all worked out for you, and you won this thing. And it's just by the grace of God that you were even there and on a boat, because three years ago you were onto a bass tournament and something really bad happened. Tell us about that. Well, I was headed to a BFL down in Dale Hall, Tennessee, about 5 o'clock in the morning, and I was getting off the Winchester exit. And as I went through the green light, a 19-year-old boy run the red light and sideswiped me, and it broke my left arm. And I went into the – they took me to – on the ambulance, took me to the hospital, and they told me that I had uh, – it wasn't just by the wreck that done it, that I had stage 4 kidney cancer and it had moved, was moved into my arm and ate my bone out of my arm. My goodness gracious. If that young man had not hit you that morning – you might not have ever found out about that. Oh, I'd have been dead within three to six months, my doctor told me. He saved my life. It was just just an accident that I made. Wow. Wow. What a story. Have you have you spoken with that young man since? Does he know what happened to you after that? Me and him has never spoke. Is that right? Well, I'll yep. be darned. Well, maybe you'll meet him in heaven one of these days, and you can tell him, you know what you did for me. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, would be good. So, yeah. so you've got... You had stage four kidney cancer, and that broken arm revealed that to the doctors. Uh, they removed one of your kidneys, and lo and behold, you're back out there fishing again, Willie, and you're winning yeah. these things. Thirty years you've been fishing the West Virginia Bass Nation. That is awesome. You must like this stuff. Well, since 1993. You, you've been doing this a long time, and uh, and when you lifted that trophy with both hands, that was a big deal in a lot of different ways, huh? Oh, my goodness. I never thought I'd ever get a fish. My doctor told me, he asked me, what did I want Want, want to happen with my arm? I said, I just love the fish. I, two years, I couldn't move my arm. For two years, I, asked, I said, all I asked for was to be able to fish again. I'd be happy. Mm, and you're happy. What a story. All right, now, you got to go to Louisiana and fish. Uh, now, because that championship, I believe, is in November. It's coming up this fall. Am I right, Willie, in, uh, in uh, Louisiana? You're exactly right. What are you going to do when you get down there? That's all that crawfish and gumbo and, you know, uh, do you know much about fishing in Louisiana? No, never been to Louisiana in the state of Louisiana for one time in my life. <laughs> well, hey, that's, you know, no preconceived ideas then. You go down there and you don't know where to catch them. That's when you catch them. Yeah. Well, they say it's shallow water fishing down there, and that suits me absolutely perfect because, and it's in the fall of the year, actually late in the fall, and I love to fish that time of year too, almost as much as I do in the spring. Oh wow! Well, this could be right up your alley. You could have uh, you could have a big showing down there then. And I fish the river. I mean, it's on a river, and I fish the high river, and there's no tougher place in the world to fish the high river. Okay. Well, this may yeah. be right up your alley. You may be the, you may be my pick when you guys get down there, November three through five on the Wachita River, fishing out of yeah. Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, so you're going to have to load the wife, load the family, and and uh, just make it an event. Y'all go down there and have a have a big time in Louisiana this November. Uh, Willie, who got you started fishing? Ah, uh, my dad did. He him and he loved the fish and hunt. I I just when I was a kid, I loved it and I. They told me I'd be burnt out if I didn't quit fishing when I was young, and I, I'm more crazier about it now than I was when I was a kid. <laughs> it seems like this is what God intended you to do, to get out there with a fishing pole in your hand and uh, oh. and, and enjoy it. Yep. 
to shore nets. <laughs> you love to fish for bedding fish. Is that your favorite way to catch them? If I, I would love to start down south and move to Canada if they move up. That is absolutely the best way in the world to catch fish. It's so much fun uh, for folks, and we have a lot of people that that listen to the show every week uh, that have have never been fishing. And after this COVID mess last year, a lot of people are fishing now that have never fished before. So, Willie, explain to these people what we're talking about, because anybody, you don't have to own a boat in the springtime. Anybody can catch them. What are we talking about when we say bedding bass and spawning fish? What are you talking about? Well, they move up shallow, and that's where they nest at, lay their eggs, and they're on there protecting their eggs, and they're really hard to catch like that, but it's an art. I mean, art to seeing them is one thing. It's hard to see them, but to get them to bite, because they eat there to eat, they're there to guard their their eggs. And you've got yeah, to convince them in biting the bait, and that's just all it is to And you were talking about throwing that lizard. Uh, that lizard is an egg eater. And they want to keep exactly. that rascal away from Yeah, they want to keep yeah. him away from their eggs uh, while they're up there uh, spawning. Willie Adkins, Jr. is the winner of the TNT Fireworks Bass Nation Southeast Regional on Lake Hartwell. Um, and he's headed for Louisiana because they're going to have a championship down there this November. You picked up a pretty good paycheck down there, didn't you? Uh, All together, around $7,000 counting my bo- uh uh, other stuff that I had, I signed up for and everything. Well, you know what? That's not a bad uh, three or four days of work there, Willie. Good job. Congratulations again. We're sure ticked. All right. I sure appreciate it. I'll tell you that. Willie is a walking, casting, fish-catching miracle. <laughs> what an awesome story. Hey, coming up next hour, we're headed for Alabama. I want to talk to my old friend David Rayner uh, down there in the great state of Alabama. They've opened up the pig hunting and the coyote hunting. They've made it a lot easier for residents and non-residents in Alabama to try and knock those numbers back a little bit of those two destructive critters. We're going pig hunting in Alabama. (laughs) Don't run off. Kinder Outdoors and the Dallas Safari Club. Now that's good camphouse company. Kids that are introduced to the pure joy of hunting, fishing, and the shooting sports typically fall in love with it for life. Adults, too. Come see what you've been missing. We will help you at biggame.org. Welcome back. Second big hour of Dallas Safari Club's Kinder Outdoors. Thanks for hanging out with us. This corner of the camphouse brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. The world's greatest dog fuel. If I didn't believe it, I wouldn't say it. And there is a formula specifically built for your dog, no matter the lifestyle, the age, the activity level. Pick up the pro plan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Hey, drop by the website, kinderoutdoors.com. Anything you hear on the show that you'd like to know more about, it's there. You'll find it, kinder, K-I-N-D-E-R, kinderoutdoors.com. my friend David Rayner to join us on the show today, and he said yes, so I'm looking forward to that visit. I always enjoy my visits with David. With the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources, David is the author of Outdoor Alabama Weekly. Always entertaining and interesting. You should subscribe. 
It's free. I've asked David to talk to us a little bit today about new legislation that is going to provide hunters in Alabama uh, with another opportunity to harvest two specific animals. This time around, it's the very destructive feral hogs and coyotes. He'll tell us more about how night hunting for these varmints just got a lot easier. If you're a hunter, you have to stay on top of your game 12 months out of the year, not just during a particular hunting season. Right now is tag time. Get your applications in. Let's cover a few of those. This one's kind of urgent. The Nevada Big Game Draw is accepting applications until 11 p.m. Pacific time this coming Monday, May 10th. Some things that maybe you didn't know about the Nevada Draw. Well, you can draw in Nevada with zero points. They offer a graduated bonus point system that rewards repeat customers while also offering the ability to draw with zero points for first-time applicants. And Nevada offers more non-resident bighorn sheep permits each year than all of the other states combined. And by the way, in Nevada, 85% of the state is public land. In South Carolina, the Department of Natural Resources is now accepting applications for the public alligator lottery on public lands through June 15th at 10 p.m. The Utah Wildlife Board has approved a decrease in the number of general season permits available for the 2021 deer hunt. Wildlife Resources biologists in Utah recommended the overall decrease in permit numbers to the advisory councils to the wildlife board. The DWR manages deer, elk, and other wildlife in accordance with approved management plans in order to help maintain healthy wildlife populations across the state. Biologists each year evaluate the health of deer populations throughout the year and make those science-based, well-educated decisions. couple of opportunities in Missouri. Missourians interested in hunting black bears in the state can apply during the month of May for one of 400 permits that will be offered by the Missouri Department of Conservation this year. It will happen this fall, October 18 through 27. The maximum total harvest for the season will be 40 bears. When that is accomplished, they'll close the season. Bear hunting in Missouri is limited to residents and restricts bear hunting to three designated areas of southern Missouri, the bear management zones. And if you're interested in hunting elk in the state of Missouri this fall, you also need to apply during May for one of five available permits. There'll be a nine-day archery portion, October 16 through 24, and a nine-day firearms portion, December 11 through 19. The five permits will be for bull elk and will be valid for both archery and rifle seasons. All permits will be assigned through a random drawing, and only Missouri residents are eligible. Hey, take a look at the different pro plan formulas at your local Atwoods Ranch and Home Store. Find the formula that best suits your dog. Make the switch, and then keep a close eye on your dog. I bet you, after two or three weeks, you're going to see a healthier dog. Take pictures. Clearer eyes, cleaner teeth, healthier skin, more energy. Pro Plan from the trusted name Purina. It's at Atwoods. Hey, I want you to meet all of my Pro Plan friends. They're going to be in Fort Worth at Texas Motor Speedway 
June 25, 26, and 27. It's the inaugural Ducks Unlimited Expo. Now, this was supposed to happen last year, and then COVID got in the way. It's a Purina Pro Plan presentation with interactive villages where you can see, experience, and buy the latest outdoor products in archery, fishing, off-roading, ATV and UTV, biking, and a whole lot more. Exhibits, conservation, educational seminars, and demos of the latest outdoor skills and how-to from industry experts and company reps. It's going to be a lot of fun. What a setting. Texas Motor Speedway. Block it out June 25, 26, and 27. Brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. Hey, let's go grab a cup of coffee, and then I'll meet you right back here. We're going to jump on that Kinder Outdoors trot line and head down to the great state of Alabama, where they do much more than just play tackle football. (laughs) We're going to talk to David Rayner about a couple of hunting opportunities there that have just gotten a lot easier, a lot simpler, and at the same time help knock back a problem. Hey, everybody. It's professional angler Greg Hackney. And when I'm not in the great outdoors... I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Like everyone, the conservation world has been down a rough road lately. The money generated through science-based and properly regulated hunting, both here in the U.S. and abroad, is the key pillar of support for wildlife and wild places. I'm Corey Mason. Executive Director at Dallas Safari Club. Poaching, drought, and ties that would put a stop to hunting and the shooting sports, right and proper education of the next generations of outdoorsmen and women, these things don't stop because of a pandemic, and at DSC, neither do we. Many hundreds of mission-minded volunteers work without glory or headlines year-round for the DSC mission. That mission is clear-cut. True conservation work worldwide sharing our beloved and precious heritage with all that will hear and take part and defeating those that would rip up your Second Amendment and rights to hunt and fish. I invite you to come and join us. It all starts at biggame.org. You might hunt the south pasture or maybe the double tanks. You've watched that big 10-point for four years now. Maybe he'll show up. Or maybe it's a doe you'll hang in the cooler tonight. We're almost out of sausage links and taco meat. Maybe a pig will come by today. Among all the maybes, there is an absolute. Take your wild game to Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. The Masakio family and their decades of family recipes will have your guests at a whitetail dinner complimenting you on the beef. Because we, the way we season them and then we, we cry back them, vacuum seal them, and then let them sit and then we put them in the freezer. So it, the, the spices get to work on the meat for a little bit. If you'll cook them just like a regular filet, you know, like medium rare or rare, it's perfect. I mean, it's, you can't tell the difference. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. CinnamonCreekRanch.com Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall. The Dead Rabbit Lodge. (laughs) You see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Owyhee. 
The view from your giant Western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the Dead Rabbit. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. come in off the porch. Kinder Outdoors is back. Partners with the Dallas Safari Club. Caribou in British Columbia, Bighorn Sheep in West Texas, Elephant in Africa, Kids Across America, you and your Second Amendment. Dallas Safari Club stands strong in support and defense of these wonderful things every day. Come join us at BigGame.org. I'm Billy Kinder. This is DSC's Kinder Outdoors and on that Kinder Outdoors trot line down in the great state of Alabama is my friend David Rayner. David, always good to talk to you. Good to hear from you, Billy. You know, I think about you uh, quite often because one of my favorite places in the whole wide world is Felix's Fish Camp, that seafood down there in uh, Mobile, uh, which is not that far south of you. I, can't, yeah. I don't care if it's 8 o'clock in the morning. If I'm passing through Mobile, I'm going to sit out there and wait till they open up for lunch. You can't beat their crab soup now. It's just, it's just outstanding. It's probably as good as any any crab soup you're gonna find on the Gulf Coast. I'm writing that down right now. My next trip to Felix's. I'm going. <laughs> uh, boy, you did you grow up right there in that area in the Gulf Coast region of, of Alabama? No, actually, I've been here since '92. Um, I grew up in Mississippi, and uh, but uh, they made me a dream offer at the newspaper in Mobile in 92 to become their outdoors editor, so uh, I uh, took off and have been here ever since. Well, I tell you what, you are in, if you like to hunt and fish, you are in a game-rich, fishing opportunity-rich part of the world. Uh, there may be none better. Yeah, I tell you what, it's, it's, it's nice to have the opportunity to go saltwater fishing in the morning and take off and go turkey hunting 40, 50 miles north. So um, it's it's a great place to live, no doubt. And I'm an old bird dog guy. I've had a kennel full of bird dogs for many, many years. And mm-hmm. and I'm just curious, what are your thoughts? Uh, why why the big quail decline in the southeast? 
Well, I think it's, uh, I'm, you know, my father, my late father was, was a big bird hunter, and uh, so we we had bird dogs all my life, too. So, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say. It's, I think it's a combination of, of things. I think that um, these, you know, there used to be so many people with uh, little pea patches and small and fenced areas where quail could hide, and now they're, you know, mostly gone. You know, it's uh, the, the the agriculture now is is large, large tracts of land, and, and you know they go right up to the edge, so there's not much cover for the quail. But I, I do believe uh, I'm seeing some encouraging signs. You know, especially with our burning regimen, I think we're we're. Uh, I, I heard from several people, you know, during turkey season that they saw quail filtering through these burn areas. Uh, you know, several cubbies, and so that's that's encouraging. Now, I, I don't expect it to get back to where it was, you know, when I was growing up in the in the you know 60s and 70s. But uh, I think it is they are making a comeback. I don't know how far we're going to go with that. You know, we we still got these predators out there who uh, want to get into these nests, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, for, for quail and tur- and turkey. So. Um, but but I am encouraged a little bit. You know, at least they're making a a slow comeback in Alabama. Well, that's good to hear. That that's encouraging, especially knowing uh, what a Bob White quail can do. Because you, you know, I know from years in West Texas where you might walk all day and find two or three cubbies with five or six birds in them, and then the next year go out there and find thirty five cubbies a day. It's amazing what can happen uh, with these quail. Yeah. Uh, right kind of weather and conditions for a year, they can bounce back pretty hard. I hope that happens. Boy, we'd love to see that. Uh, yeah, well, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, something that, that's new there, providing Alabama hunters uh, with an opportunity to, to shoot and coyotes at night. Has that been illegal in the past? Yeah, well, beforehand, you had to get a depredation permit for property damage by these feral hogs or livestock damage from the coyotes, and so you had to get a depredation permit, and you had to have that on file with our, in our Montgomery office, and you had to have only certain people that were listed on your depredation permit were allowed to hunt. What this new legislation does is it allows you to buy a $15 license if you're an Alabama resident. It's 15 bucks. If you're a non-resident, it's 51. But it allows you to hunt feral hogs and coyotes at night. During a, the specific season, now we're going to have a season that's not, that's going to be not during uh, gun deer season. It's, it's going to run well. This first year is it's, it's scheduled to start July the first, and will run until November the first. And so, so we're going to start selling licenses on July the first, and um, you can you know hunt feral swine and coyotes at night, and you can use a variety of different equipment that, um, you know, before had, had been illegal, which is, you know, uh, night scopes and thermal imaging uh, optics and, um, you know, so, and you can even put a light on your um, your firearm. So um, mm-hmm. so they're, they're loosening the restrictions on what you can do to, to allow, you know, people to take as many of these animals as, as they want to, you know, of course, now we're not under any any uh, illusions that it, this is going to solve our hog problem, as as you well know in Texas, it, sure. they're they've they're you know all over the place.
situation. In fact, we've got them in all counties in Alabama now, and so the only way to keep them really subdued is to trap them, you know, trap the whole sounder and get them, get them out. But, uh, you know, this does give you another hunting opportunity. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, people who are looking into this and I know a few that uh, have really gotten into it and with the depredation permits and have really been able to, you know, knock the number of feral hogs down on their places. You know, I, one, one friend of mine said that, um, and, and this has happened to me before is uh, the farmer called them and asked them to, to help because they were planting corn and the, the feral hogs were going behind them and rooting up every kernel hmm. as, as they were, you know, that night, the night after they planted it. So, I mean, and like we had a hunting club club in the past where we tried to plant corn and same thing happened to us. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. they just go through there and, they can smell every single corn kernel, and, and there it goes. Better than so, a bird. Um, yeah. So they, um, you know, it's it's it's, it's like um, our head of enforcement, Matt Weathers, pointed out. This is, you know gives you extra value for any hunting lease that you're in, you know, uh, or you know, landowners who um, who want to get more out of their their property, you know, they can um, they can lease the you know the night hunting rights and uh, and let you come in and shoot hogs during this season. You know, like, like I said, July first is just what was the season will start this year, but next year it's going to start the day after gun deer season ends, which will be February the 11th. So it'll run from February the 11th till November the 1st, which is a long season to hunt these pigs and and coyotes at night. I think it's a really good move by the uh, by the state of Alabama. And David, uh, always yeah. a pleasure to visit with you. And I've got I've now got crab soup on my list for my next visit to Peter. You did, Gum Butter. Not miss that chance to get some crab crab soup. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a call next time I'm passing through and see if you can't meet me down there. We'll have crab soup. Oh yeah, I'd love to do that. Let's do that. Okay, sounds good, David. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Billy. Talk to you later. David Rayner, down in a beautiful part of the world. He lives up north of Mobile, Alabama, just a bit. Hey, in case you missed it last hour, Willie Adkins Jr. there in West Virginia won a big bass tournament, the biggest of his life, and it's a miracle that he was even able to fish. It's a story worth telling again. We're going to get him to do that for us a little later on in the show today. Hey, before we go to the break, I have to tip my hat to Liberty University's Jack Dice. He was fishing by himself in the Bassmaster College Series event at Lake Cumberland. There were 225 team boats out on the water. Jack beat them all by himself. (laughs) Great job. Way to go, Jack. Heck of a tournament. Hi, this is Clay Connor with Ducks Unlimited. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side. Pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. 
I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Atta Hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Tech rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good pets. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Way out in West Texas on Highway 287, about 40 miles east of Amarillo, is one of the coolest roadside stops that you'll find. Right there on the south side of the highway sits the Buffalo Gold Herdware Store. Buffalo Gold features wonderful western art, one-of-a-kind jewelry, and all things buffalo. Belts, boots, and bison leather products of all kinds. Our buffalo wool socks, gloves, hats, beanies, and more will keep you warm like never before during the coldest winters. And that road trip will feel better, too, with a soft and cozy buffalo down knit throw or lap robe. Unique and beautiful Damascus steel kitchen knives. Vintage Navajo sterling and turquoise jewelry. A huge selection of bison moccasins, shoes, and boots for hunting, working, or just looking great. Stop in and see us at the Buffalo Gold Herdware Store. Yes, we do have our own herd, 40 miles east of Amarillo near Goodnight, Texas. BuffaloGold.net. Now, more than maybe ever, we could all use a little getaway. And the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas is the perfect spot. We are open for business and with well-thought-out precautions to help keep our guests safe. Bring the RV and enjoy our full-service hookups complete with cable TV, ramped-up Wi-Fi, and space to spread around while enjoying a great view of Grapevine Lake. We can comfortably accommodate any size RV or motorhome with plenty of pull-through sites. The Vineyards also features spacious lakefront cabins, fully equipped with all that you and your family will need to enjoy comfort camping. Our campground store is well-stocked with everything from groceries and ice to firewood and fishing supplies. Don't forget to bring the boat! The Vineyards Campground and Cabins features a private boat ramp with plenty of parking, a private beach, kayak, bicycle and paddleboard rentals, and even a full-service laundry on-site. Come to the Vineyards. We're right in the middle of Dallas-Fort Worth, but you'll feel millions of miles away. VineyardsCampground.com Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. 
We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castoria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting cordobadoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. you're back. We still have some big fish to fry here at Kinder Outdoors, presented by the Dallas Safari Club. It's important that we protect our heritage as others would try to erase history and tear down the solid pillars that help build the greatest and most giving nation this world has ever seen. We at DSC take the opposite approach. We honor and appreciate the heritage and great history of America for all. BigGame.org. Hey, I was working at a trade show in Pennsylvania a couple of years ago, and I met a fellow named Trevor Bannock. Trevor and his family, out of necessity, had developed something that you just might need when you go to prepare your ground for food plots or crops. It's called the Strong Arm Lift. It keeps you in the driver's seat while the Strong Arm Lift picks up those heavy rocks and boulders in the field and puts them in the bed of your ATV. Hey, Trevor, you guys have come up with something pretty cool down on the farm. You came up with this out of necessity. What the heck is it? Uh, what we have is a uh, it's an all-bolt-on uh, lift that goes on the side of your side-by-side. Um, it bolts on, and you can just drive along. We originally made it for picking stones out of the field we farm ourselves, uh, but we've added a few other attachments that go along with it. Uh, for the hunters and uh, landscapers and uh, basically just anything you need to do to make things easier to get stuff in the back of your bed. Yeah, if you're going to put together a food plot out on your place, getting ready for deer season or whatever, uh, first thing you need to do is go through there and get the junk off of it, uh, get, the, get the big rocks out, get, get ready to, to run a plow through it, and this makes that job easy. What do you call this uh, contraption anyway? Uh, we call it, it's the uh, Strong Arm Lift. It's the Strong Arm Lift, and that's your website? Yes, that is the same as the website, correct. Okay, very good. And the Strong Arm Lift, is, it, it blew my mind when I saw it because, A, you guys built this out of necessity down on your family farm. This was something you guys, it's good old American ingenuity. Uh, and I was expecting, I'd heard about it, and I was expecting something to be a rear lift. You know, we're all used to tailgates in the back end. No, it's a side lift right behind the driver, so you can drive right along beside these rocks or whatever, and it'll pick them up, up to 250 pounds. Pick them up and put them in the bed of your 4x4, and you never get out of the driver's seat. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we wanted to make it where, uh, obviously, obviously, it's on the driver's side, so you can kind of see the rock or whatever you're picking up coming right to your side. You don't have to look across the uh, side by side. Um, but yeah, you can get a 
estimation of how far away or how close you have to be to it. And like you say, you just if it's a rock or whatever you're picking up, you slow down, just let it down to the ground. It's on a single-acting cylinder, so there's no down pressure. won't gouge into the ground. Um, uh, you just slow down, let it hit the ground a little bit before the rock, and it usually skips right to the back of the bucket, and you pick it up, and, and you're dumping it in the bed as you're driving, looking for another stone or whatever you're picking up in the field. Never come to a complete stop. No, the only time you got to come to a complete stop is if the rock happens to be embedded. Uh, you just let it down a couple inches before it, and you kind of ease into it, and 70% of the time that rock will pop up out of the ground, and you just have to back up and pick it up, or uh, we carry a bar with us or something for the bigger rocks i mean just use your head so you don't destroy the uh, equipment but uh you just get out and you dig it free and then you just you back up and pick it up and you throw it in the bed and keep going yeah it's pretty remarkable and tell me about how this thing is powered uh you've got a winch on there obviously uh well the the lift itself is uh powered by a 12 volt hydraulic pump um it's mounted onto the framework of the strong arm lift and it is all tucked away on some of the models it actually tucks right in beside the battery and the battery cover goes over it and you don't even know that it's there uh, some of the other models we didn't have that luxury or space to uh, tuck it away so it's uh, out along the horseshoe but we supply a uh, a cover that goes over top of it and keeps all the dirt and dust and rain and everything off it so it's uh, won't be hurting it in any way either if you guys like me have hauled a lot of hay in your life uh, and you remember how relieved you were when Dad finally bought a hay loader and you just chained that thing onto the side of the trailer and it picked up those bales and lifted them up to you and all you had to do was stack them on the trailer, this does the same thing with whatever stumps, rocks, whatever big objects you want to pick up out of the field and load them in the back of the 4x4 and haul them off. Yes, uh, that that uh, attachment we have, it, we originally made it for loading game, uh, deer or whatever. Hunters take it to the woods. Um, you can load your deer into the bed, but yeah, we've also had uh, a lot of guys use it for firewood, like you say, uh, square bales, stuff like that. Yeah, you can set them on there. Uh, the hardest thing you got to do is basically roll them onto it. Uh, the cord comes right out of the cab if you're standing beside it. And uh, you just hit the up button, and it will take it up and drop it right into your bed. Yep. Uh, and for deer hunters, you guys make, uh, you do a lot of hunting, too. I can tell by looking at your products that you've come up with down there. You make other products that are specifically built for wildlife. Yes, uh, like I say, the loader uh, is the number one thing. Uh, you put it on, take it to the field. Uh, and then once your animal is loaded, uh, everything uh, attaches with a reese hitch. All you got to do is pull the pin out, and we actually have a deer skinning pole that you can put in there as well. Uh, you dump your or dump your bed, uh, pull up next to the game, and you let your deer pull down to the ground. And there's a yoke that you get your animal tied onto, and then you can actually lift your animal up right beside your side by side and skin it uh, right beside it. Yeah, uh, hangs him up uh, however you want him up there. Uh, bottom end up is how I do that. A lot of folks do that, uh, and it's real easy to hang him up there. You've got a gambrel that uh, comes with it, hooks on your deer, hangs him up by the hind legs, and you just skin him out right there. And you never once have to use your back. Uh, and with every birthday candle that they give me, my back gets a little bit harder to, to bend down there and pick those deer up. And you never have to pick him up because you guys are doing that for us. Yes, uh, I mean, that was. The main thing it makes it nice where uh, it goes all the way down to the ground so i mean you can start with the hind legs or i mean if you're doing it from the head either way you kind of work your way up or you're working comfortably and uh if you want it up a little bit once you start to get the hide to go down a little bit you just keep working it up so you don't 
have to bend over. Everything you're doing is either at eye level or down at your waist area. Heck of a deal uh, and a great product. So smart. And it would take someone who works hard and is out in the field every day to come up with something like this. And you guys uh, have done it. What do y'all farm at your place? Uh, we crop farm. We grow uh, food grade beans, soybeans. Uh, we farm anywhere from uh, 12 to 1500 acres. We do a little bit of uh, corn. Uh, we've done some peas. Um, we have a couple fields of hay. And other than that, our main crop is the beans. Okay, so you guys, you know what you're doing. You guys spend a lot of time in the field. Yes, we do, uh, and that, that's kind of how this idea originated. Uh, there's three of us uh, on the farm, and uh, rock picking kind of got pushed aside, and uh, we had to go out and do it one day. My dad actually came up with this idea laying in bed one night, and uh, he come to the farm the next day and said he had an idea that we could put a lift on the side of that, and uh, he had kind of his thoughts in his head, and uh, myself and my uncle, we kind of had a few other ideas, and we put all three of the ideas together, and it's kind of what we come up with. And like I say, it was originally made for the rock picking. Uh, it saves us a lot of time. It saves our back. I mean, we can go out 7, 30, 8 o'clock in the morning, and you pick till 4 or 5 o'clock at night, and you maybe get out of the machine maybe 10, 15 times, and that's just to open the tailgate so you can dump the rocks out of it. Yep, it's a great idea, and it's a back saver. Tell us, uh, give us the website one more time so we can go take a look, Trevor. Uh, the website, again, is www.strongarmlift.com, and uh, we also have a contact number. It's 1-877-977-8773. If anybody has any questions or uh, wants to just pick my brain a little bit, Bit, feel free to give me a call and uh, I can see if I can answer any questions. Hey, that's Trevor Bannock with the Strong Arm Lift. StrongArmLift.com. Pretty cool. The more rocks you bend over and pick up, the less rocks you want to bend over and pick up, and the more you need a strong arm lift. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a little break, a little run to the coffee pot. And then when we come back, if you didn't catch Willie Adkins Jr. an hour ago on the show, you're going to get another opportunity to hear him. Pretty phenomenal that this guy was even here to win the Bass Nation Southeast Regional on Lake Hartwell. But he is here, and he did win it. Good morning. This is Sergeant First Class Michael Tucker with 112th Combat Services Support Company, Texas Army National Guard, Navarro County, Texas. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Covey's Promotions in Grapevine, Texas, since 1995, has been an industry leader in screen printing, embroidery, and promotional product sales. Covey's Promotions provides unique and creative custom designs, great prices and quality products for your business, school, large group needs, or any occasion. We can design the perfect logo for your needs while working to ensure that everything fits your timeline and budget. Learn more at Cubby'sPromotions.com. I'm Tom Watson with Bend Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. Imagine a change in Hollywood's message. 
Imagine a big screen version of your life telling your story as a God-fearing, red-blooded hunter. Manifesting your God-given right and skill to gather groceries in the woods and pray over them on the dinner table. Lots of folks seem to think this film is a great idea. This is Michael Waddell. I'm Tati Hayes. Hey, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. And want to partner with you to build the first ever hunter-funded, God-glorifying movie centered around our hope, our heritage, our harvest. What this world needs is a hunter. You make this world a better place. Come on, theharvestmovie.com. The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation salutes hunters for the role they play in providing critical funding for conservation. Funds generated by hunting licenses and fees, excise taxes on hunting gear, and donations to groups like RMEF generate funds that fuel land and wildlife conservation efforts from coast to coast. Celebrate how hunting is conservation at our annual fundraising banquet and auction. Be ensuring the future of elk, other wildlife, their habitat, and our hunting heritage. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. If you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman, Kinder Outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word. At Kinder Outdoors, we reach tens of thousands of hunters, anglers, and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you. For more information, visit kinderoutdoors.com and click the Advertise button. Then view our media kit and give Audra a call. Outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now. Let us hear from you. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled. But we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids. And in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Glad you're back. We still have some big fish to fry here at Kinder Outdoors. Presented by the Dallas Safari Club. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Please help carry on our wonderful heritage and history at biggame.org. Hey, uh, why don't you drop off a picture for the bragging board? You can do that at kinderoutdoors.com. Real easy. Uh, to drop that photo off from your phone, your pad, your desktop, your laptop, your whatever. And if you ever want to give us a ring, do that at 877-820-2256. 877-820-BBKO. 
In case you missed it last hour, Willie Adkins Jr. is a real treat to visit with. Matter of fact, every day of his life is a blessing. After what happened to him just a few short years ago, he won a big bass tournament recently, the biggest of his life, but the biggest victory of his life came as the result of a tragedy. Willie Adkins Jr., welcome to our show, man. It's a pleasure to visit with you. All right. I sure am glad uh, that you had a little time for me today because you, your story uh, is one of the best stories to come out of the fishing world uh, so far this year. Uh, congratulations, first of all. You won, uh, you won fishing through the West Virginia Bass Nation. You won that big uh, Bass Nation Southeast Regional on Lake Hartwell recently. Congratulations, man. That's huge. I appreciate it. Now, you take a West Virginia boy and drop him on Lake Hartwell, uh, you know, that's blueback herring, and, and that's a that's a whole different animal, I would think, than what you're used to in West Virginia, isn't it? Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah, but one thing that those two lakes have in common in the springtime, they like to go shallow, and so does Willie. You went up and checked, and they were there. They were there. I had about uh, 57 waypoints of uh, different bass that was on the bed. <laughs> and they were still there when it was time for them to be there. And you caught enough of them to win that doggone thing. Uh, how did you catch your fish, Willie? I caught them this morning. Caught them with a lizard and a crawl. Okay. And uh, for, for folks listening today that are not familiar with the fun of springtime fishing, uh, when they get up shallow like that, it can be a rodeo, can't it? It can be tough. I, I actually, the first day, I lost six keepers trying to catch them off the bed. They was kind of a little finicky. I couldn't get them really take the bait. No kidding. Wow. That, that'll frustrate you. You know, after that happens, you're thinking, man, it's going to be hard to win this thing losing fish like this. So I guess after day one, how'd you feel about it all? Well, the first fish I caught was six pounds, so that didn't, that didn't hurt my feelings too bad. <laughs> no, that doesn't hurt. That doesn't hurt uh, your feelings at all uh, when you uh -huh. start out that way. Uh, well, it, yeah. it all worked out for you and you won this thing. And it's just by the grace of God that you were even there and on a boat because three years ago you were onto a bass tournament and something really bad happened. Tell us about that. Well, I was headed to a BFL down in Dale Holler, Tennessee, about five o'clock in the morning, and I was getting off the Winchester exit. And as I went through the green light, a 19-year-old boy run the red light and sideswapped me, and I broke my left arm. And I went into the they took me to on ambulance, took me to the hospital, and they told me that I had uh, it wasn't just by the wreck that done it that I had stage four kidney cancer and hit and moved was moved into my arm and ate my bone out my arm. My goodness gracious! So if that young man had not hit you that morning, you might not have ever found out about that. Oh, I'd have been dead within three to six months. My doctor told me he saved my life. It was just just accident that I made. Wow. It. Wow, what a story. Have you have you spoken with that young man since? Does he know what happened to you after that? Me and him has never spoke. Is that right? Well, I'll yeah. be darned. Well, maybe you'll meet him in heaven one of these days, and you can tell him, you know what you did for me. <laughs> that yeah, would be good. So, yeah. so you got you had stage four kidney cancer, and that broken arm revealed that to the doctors. Uh, they removed one of your kidneys, and lo and behold, you're back out there fishing again, Willie, and you're winning yeah, these things. Thirty years you've been fishing the West Virginia Bass Nation. That is awesome. You must like this stuff. 
Well, since 1993. You, you've been doing this a long time. And uh, and when you lifted that trophy with both hands, that was a big deal in a lot of different ways, huh? Oh, my goodness. I never thought I'd ever get a fish. My doctor told me, he asked me, what did I want? What wants to happen with my arm? I said, I just love the fish. I two years, I couldn't move my arm. For two years, I, asked, I said, all I asked for was to be able to fish again. I'd be happy. Mm, and you're happy. What a story. All right, now. You got to go to Louisiana and fish uh, now because that championship, I believe, is in November. It's coming up this fall. Am I right, Willie? In uh, in uh, you're Louisiana, you're exactly right. What are you going to do when you get down there? That's all that crawfish and gumbo, and you know, uh, do you know much about fishing in Louisiana? Don't. Never been to Louisiana, the state of Louisiana, for one time in my life. <laughs> well, hey, that's you know, no preconceived ideas then you go down there you don't know where to catch them that's when you catch them yeah well they say it's shallow water fishing down there and that suits me absolutely perfect because and it's in the fall of the year actually late in the fall and i love to fish that time of year too almost as much as i do in the spring oh wow well this could be right up your alley you could have uh you could have a big showing down there then i fish the high river and there's no tougher place in the world to fish the high river okay you may be the, you may be my pick when you guys get down there, November three through five on the Wachita River, fishing out of yeah. Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, so you're going to have to load the wife, load the family, and and uh, just make it an event. Y'all go down there and have a have a big time in Louisiana this November. Uh, Willie, who got you started fishing? Ah, uh, my dad did. He him and he loved the fish and hunt. I I just when I was a kid, I loved it. Now. They told me I'd be burnt out if I didn't quit fishing when I was young, and I, I'm more crazier about it now than I was when I was a kid. <laughs> it seems like this is what God intended you to do, to get out there with a fishing pole in your hand and uh, oh. and, and enjoy it. Yep. <laughs> you love to fish for bedding fish. Is that your favorite way to catch them? If I, I would love to start down south and move to Canada if they move up. That is absolutely the best way in the world to catch fish. It's so much fun uh, for folks, and we have a lot of people that, that listen to the show every week uh, that have, have never been fishing, and after this COVID mess last year, a lot of people are fishing now that have never fished before. So, Willie, explain to these people what we're talking about, because anybody, you don't have to own a boat in the springtime. Anybody can catch them. What are we talking about when we say bedding bass and spawning fish? What are you talking about? Well, they move up shallow, and that's where they nest at, lay their eggs, and they're on their protecting their eggs, and they're really hard to catch like that, but it's an art. I mean, art to seeing them is one thing. It's hard to see them, but to get them to bite, because they eat there to eat, they're there to guard their their eggs. And you've got yeah, to convince them in biting the bait, and that's just all it is to And you were talking about throwing that lizard. Uh, that lizard is an egg eater. And they want to keep exactly. that rascal away from them. Yeah, they want to keep yep. him away from their eggs uh, while they're up there uh, spawning. Willie Adkins, Jr. is the winner of the TNT Fireworks Bass Nation Southeast Regional on Lake Hartwell. Um, and he's headed for Louisiana because they're going to have a championship down there this November. You picked up a pretty good paycheck down there, didn't you? Uh, All together, around $7,000 counting about uh uh, other stuff that I had, I signed up for and everything. Well, you know what? That's not a bad uh, three or four days of work there, Willie. Good job. Congratulations again. We're sure tickled. 
All right. I sure appreciate it. I'll tell you that. There you go. That's Willie Adkins, Jr. up there in West Virginia. Won that big tournament down on Lake Hartwell on the South Carolina-Georgia line. Hey, thanks a lot for hanging out with us today. We greatly appreciate that. And if you listen to a broadcast or a podcast in Canada or Australia or Austria or just down the road in Austin, we want to say thank you so very much. Tell a neighbor about us. I also want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we've had together in this old camp house today and invite you back next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. Thank <laughs> you.